welcome to a special roadside edition of Duel of Taints. I'm your host, Rhett. And I'm Kane. And, uh, apologize for the audio, the background noise. We are driving up to a Blazers game. That is the Portland Trailblazers, a National Basketball Association team, professionally, uh, based out of uh, Portland, Oregon. <laughs> so informative. <laughs> no. Yeah, we, it's been, what, eight months since we've, like, recorded and released a podcast? It's been, been way too fucking long. It's been way too fucking long. So, fuck it, we don't got time to spare. Fucking Star Wars Rogue One, bitch. Oh, no, I we got time to spare. I have something to say, motherfucker. Say it, say it. Right now, the date is January 8th, 2017. 2016 is far behind us, and thank fucking God, what a fucking horrible year 2016 was. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. We lost David Bowie. We lost Prince. Oh, this bad shit with the election, you know. Fucking. The, the Republicans, oh, they were they definitely came out in their, their dumbest costume this, this fucking turnaround. My God. Horrible <laughs> fucking shit. We're, about, we're on the fucking cusp of World War III with goddamn fucking Russia. What does the fucking United States do? What does the United fucking States do? We fucking elect with a little bit of help from Russia. Goddamn Donald Trump to be president of the United States. Now, I'm not saying Hillary was a good choice. She was a bad choice. But she was a bad choice that we could survive. Assuredly survive. Trump, not so much. We might be fucked. This could be like our farewell podcast. We don't know. We could be dead. <laughs> oh, look. Fireworks, Kayla. Oh, yeah. Oh, the sky's really bright. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, and then have you seen this business with South Korea gearing up for... Oh, yeah. We're, we're on the cusp of World War III. It's going to get fucked. You know, Kane, I don't know what weapons World War III will be fought with, but I can tell you World War IV will be fought with sticks and stones. Yes, it will. And here's the deal. You know, it. Uh, I got to blame the evangelical Christians. More of you voted for Trump, someone who is bragged about sexual assault, someone who has made fun of people with disabilities, someone who up until he was running for office never talked about, you know, his faith his love for God or Jesus someone who has routinely said racist statements about Latinos and Muslims you know and you still voted for him, so fuck you you're all convenient Christians, as I like to say. You, know, you only uh, care about God when it suits you. And this whole that whole fucking year, 2016, was a fucking wreck. The fucking nightmare has been dubbed by some as the year of no chill. I think it's, it'll be like we'll look back and that, like, that's the year where we saw the end coming. And okay, <laughs> cool, let's do it. It's bad as. Fucking, we lost Terry Fisher. That, 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 Rob Williams up until this point was the celebrity that, like, I was definitely the saddest about. And then Terry Fisher died. Oh, and we lost uh, uh, Kenny Baker, too. RTD, too. Not to, you know, be overshadowed. That, that's a fucking loss. Didn't he also play Wicket? No, that was Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis, I'm sorry. No. But we lost Terry Fisher. That one, that sucked. But I'll say this about 2016. It wasn't 100% total loss. We did get a new fucking Star Wars. One of the best. We got a damn good Star Wars, Rogue One. And we're a bit late on our uh, review, conversation on it. Uh, but it's only been out a couple weeks, so... Yeah, let's get... let's get. We, we, we still had Star Wars. As bad as everything got, we still had Star Wars. Thank fucking... Goodness, we still had Star Wars. And if ever, if anyone ever calls it a question, our fucking geekery again, uh, we, you can come back and listen to this podcast and be, wow, 2016. But hey, at least we had Star Wars. Hey, there's a nuclear apocalypse. Well, hey, at least we had Star Wars. <laughs> oh, I swear to God, if the fucking world ends without me getting to see Episode Nine and how the new trilogy ends, <laughs> I will hunt Trump down and skull fuck him. Fair enough. But fuck him. <laughs> a wobbly H. <laughs> yeah, over its corpse. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, okay. So, Star Wars, Rogue One. 
so long 2016, the year of no chill. But I have to say this. I have been holding this in for a long time to say it to someone who uh, would, will appreciate it. And here it is. I'm calling it now. Jin Urso. I'm bet I'm betting. This is my prediction. Jin, okay. Jin Urso, the main character of Rogue One, yes. will make a small appearance, maybe or more, I don't know, as a, like a love interest of Han Solo during the new Han Solo movies. You think? That's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. So here's my reasoning why. Um and spoiler alert for this whole episode, we're going to spoil everything. For yeah. Rogue, Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you haven't seen it yet, it's been out like three weeks. Fuck you. haven't seen it yet. What the fuck are you listening to this for? Um, so here's why I think this. So there's like a whole section. They set it up like pretty well where there's like a whole section of her life sort of unaccounted for. She's not a, to her, but... Yeah, she's in a prison somehow. We don't know. Yeah. And apparently the last time, uh, what's his name? Uh, you know, uh, Which one? Forrest Whitaker. Oh, Saw Guerrera? Saw. Saw, yeah. Saw uh, Guerrera? Guerrera? Saw Guerrera. Guerrera, yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, so the last time Saw Guerrera saw her, she was 16, apparently. And then, we don't know how, quite how old she is, but that was a number of years ago, apparently, so... My prediction is this, and here is that she will become romantically entangled for a short time, for a long time. I don't, I don't know. At least a short time with Han Solo in the upcoming Han Solo movies, because uh, you all heard me bitch about how much I resented the fact that they did away with the expanded universe of Star Wars. You heard me bitch about it for two years before uh, Star Wars: New Hope came back and like blew me away. You mean uh, Force Awakens? Uh, what did I say? The New Hope. Fucking New Hope, Jesus Christ. Oh, man. The New fucking Hope, trolls. Right? <laughs> it was the same movie. That's why you said that. Yeah. Same movie. Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck you. So what? The first, It was awesome the first time, and it was awesome the second time. Who gives a shit? I can't wait for when they finally make another Star Wars movie that has nothing to do with this, and there's another space weapon. Right? I can't wait for uh, the, the new version of Empire Strikes Back to come out. <laughs> Episode 8's going to be awesome. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, well, it's just gonna be like Empire Strikes Back. I hope fucking hope so. That's yeah, the <laughs> Fuck you. So I hated how they re basically took away all the EU, and you know I was talking about like, well, they took out Thrawn. They did all this stuff. Well, now guess what? Thrawn is now canon. And uh, Rebels. Is He's it? in Rebels. It's really good. Oh my god, Rebels I know. Is awesome. I know. I need to go back and like enjoy it because I watched the first few episodes and I was like, fuck this show. It's a little bit darker than Clone Wars. Yeah. It, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um. And, but I think that they've taken the best of the expanded universe and really, like, made it into good canon that's enjoyable. And it's fun because you can watch it and you can see, like, oh, that's what they're doing. Like, like for example, like, in The Force Awakens, like, Kylo Ren's mask looks a lot like Darth Revan's mask. I think that it's safe to say that that might have been an uh, inspiration. Yeah. Um, the outfit and, like, weapon that... Uh, Ray carries and looks like looks like Bastila from Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. She has like the double bladed thing, well, and she's wearing that out outfit. Then, but then, like Kylo Ren himself is basically it's a, a, a different version of uh, what Jason Solo, who went right, to the dark yeah. side. I mean, yeah, there's there, there's similar like, parent, whatever, but it's it's just a version of that. Like they borrowed that idea from the expanded universe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, now, building on this idea that they're they're cannibalizing the expanded universe for good reasons. And they're taking good stuff out of it. Uh, in the Han Solo trilogy of books, uh, I believe the first one is called The Paradise Snare, then there's The Hut Gambit, then there's uh, Rebel Dawn. Uh, I don't remember which one it is, uh, either... Hut Gambit or Rebel Dawn, Han Solo becomes entangled with this woman named Bria, or something similar to that. Yeah. Um, Sorry. And their relationship doesn't last because Bria gets caught up in 
the formation of the Rebel Alliance and partakes uh, in a battle on, if I, and maybe I'm searching this too much, but I'm 99% sure it was a tropical planet called like Topwana or like Topwara or something. It's Top something. Um, Anyway, uh, she participated on a battle with the Rebel Alliance to secure the Death Star plans. Yeah. Han Solo's romantic involvement, the this chick, was in a battle and died getting the Star Wars or the Death Star plans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I see exactly what you're saying now. That's actually wrong. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you're like one of the first to like, have this theory because I haven't re- I've read a bunch of like theories on like uh, Rogue One characters and where, if they'll pop up in other expanded universe. You know, because how Saw Gera was in Rebel Rebels, or, or, or Clone Wars. Wars. Yeah, but then he's gonna be in Rebels, but then they had to pop up in Rogue One. Yeah. And so they're saying like, why couldn't the, the opposite be true? Like have uh, 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 Kira Imwe or uh, uh, Baze or any of them like show up in expanded like in other stuff. Like maybe right. the Rebels might have. Um, the blind dude in Imway, I can't remember. Sear it. Right. Sear it, Imway. So you make a really good point. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'd be excited if that I'm were almost true inclined to believe you. Like, actually agree with you. Like, that, that. Because, okay, here's what I think about a Han Solo standalone movie. Right. It ain't going to be one if it's good. If it's any type of good. <laughs> if it's any type of good. Like, if this new actor is playing the young Han Solo, he fucking nails it. Because Chewbacca, I mean, you, you need a tall dude who can kind of walk like Peter Mayhew back in the day. Yeah. That's a character that you can just live on. Like, they better not ever kill that. The popular character doesn't need, he doesn't have to be, like, the main character. And they, they and in the expanded universe, they, Wookiees have a very long lifespan, so it fucking makes sense. But anyways, go back to Han Solo. If it's any type of good, like, if, if he fucking, if this guy nails it, or comes close to nailing it, you're gonna have sequels. It's gonna be a different tr- standalone trilogy. Guarantee it. Sure. Which would only help your theory, because I mean, more love interest, more people popping up here and there, cameos. I like it. I, I think you got some there. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm. I'm super excited to see it because here's the thing. I was really excited when I realized what they were doing in Rogue One. Now, spo- we already told you spoiler alert, but if you fucking forgot about that, I'm, here's another one. Spoiler alert. Uh, everybody fucking dies in yeah. Rogue One. Now, when that started happening, I was like, holy shit. And at first I was uncomfortable with it, but after a few moments I said, no, fucking get him, get rid of these guys. Do it. Like, fucking, I didn't, I didn't want them to have an excuse to, you know, like, I don't know, squeeze in the Rogue, you know, Rogue 2 and Rogue 3 right before A New Hope starts or something, right? Like, obviously, they're not going to do that. But I'm excited about the prospects of this being, like, the climax of these characters' lives. And we get to see the other shit that they've done afterwards. It's kind of like, uh, to me, it's very similar to, like, how they executed uh, Ned Stark's death and Robert Baratheon's death in Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. at least in the books, you get to see the climax of these guys' lives. Like, he's the king, he fucking dies. Ned Stark dies doing the, like as the king's hand. But then you get to go back through the storytelling of other characters and see that Ned Stark was kind of a badass, and so was Robert. Yeah. And you get to see these cool things that they did. And that's what I see happening with this. It's like, we're gonna see more Saw Gerrera in Rebels. I bet you we see uh, Imwe and Baze. Cause, yeah, because those characters... those are... Like, way too badass of characters to be in a two-hour movie oh, yeah. and never be and seen. Same thing with... What's the droid? Oh, I can never remember. Uh, yeah. K2. You know he's going to have an appearance somewhere. Yeah. And that's one... That's another character. You could see him because he used to be an uh, Imperial droid. Right. That's one you can see in Han Solo movie. Easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Like maybe Han Solo knew the Ando, Andar, whatever his name is, the the, the pilot in this one. Oh, Cassian. Cassian. Yeah. I can't remember his last name. Yeah, it's like Cassian something. Andar or Ando? No, I'm thinking Lando. I'm an idiot. 
It is like Andar or something, isn't it? Yeah, or, like, or Anda. It's, it's God damn it, what the fuck? It's been like two weeks since I've seen the movie, so. But, uh, no, man, um. And what's great, yeah, I'm just so excited to see what they do with these characters, like, because, because we know the most important things that they did, and that was get the fucking rebel, or the, the Death Star plans, and deliver them to the rebels. Yeah. That set up the Star Wars. Yeah, no, it's... So... Yeah. Guys, you know what? I've said this is something I've been thinking about for a while, with the about the two new Star Wars movies, uh, Force Awakens and Rogue One. Yeah. You know what my very favorite thing about these movies are? And they both have it. You might even say it's my favorite thing in what Disney has done with these movies. What? The very quiet, deli- but deliberate, and respectful embrace of the prequel trilogy. Yeah. And and here's what I mean by that. And I'll, I'll start with uh, in Force Awakens. There's a there's a couple very small allusions for, to the prequel trilogy, like when uh, what's his nuts talks about, like, well, maybe we need, we should get start using clones again, you know, shit like that. I like that they're not because I don't I, I, there's a lot of naysayers who hate the prequel trilogy and yeah there's a lot of ne- negative stuff about it but they're still Star Wars yeah. they're still part of the story like it or not Yeah. I happen to think there's more good in those tri- the, 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 that trilogy than bad yeah you know I think every one of those movies has some good points to it entertaining points to it and are still fun to watch right so but then Rogue One had Mustafar. Mustafar, that, that's one. And the other, but then the bringing Jimmy Smith's back because he had a small role. He, uh, he plays uh, Bail Organa. Oh yeah, yeah. In, in the prequel trilogy, and then he also and, um, and uh, the, the chick who plays Mon Mothma. Yeah, she was in the prequel. She fucking too. nails it. Yeah, yeah, she was, and she fucking nails it. I don't know what this fucking idiot's doing. He just has his hazard time. Oh yeah, I know, but it looked like he was trying to. You know, it, it, it merges. I don't know if he's trying to merge here. Sorry, I'm a trucker. I, I can kind of see what he, he's thinking. Sorry, dude. Anyways, where was I at? No, the chick who played Mon Mothma. Uh, Mon Mothma yeah. Fucking nail. She looks almost exactly like her. Yeah, she does. She was in the prequel trilogy, like in the Senate room. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Which was kind of cool. I didn't realize that. It's the same actress, too. Yeah, I'm glad. Oh, not, not, not from the original trilogy, but from the prequel. The prequel trilogy, yes, yes, yes. No, but I just like that. And, like, bringing Jimmy Smith back for a really small cameo, basically, in Rogue One. It's just, it's just fucking cool. Like, okay, they're they're embracing it. They're not turning away. In Force Awakens, they had fucking, uh... He, uh the guy who played Obi-Wan. Oh, my God. I'm embarrassed. Ian McGregor. He did that one little short voiceover stuff, you know? For the voice of Obi Wan and that—that's that. just Ray. Ray. Well, you know they actually cut. Uh, yeah, the, the, yeah. Afraid they put the they like the word afraid or something. Yeah. But no, he, uh, you know McGregor's voice is still in there. They they combined him. Oh, good. Ray. And now there's rumors that they're gonna do uh, Obi Wan standalone movie about his time, um, you know, on Tatooine. And using Ian McGregor, which I fucking love, and there's rumors that he's gonna be—they're gonna have Ian McGregor be the Force Ghost of Obi Wan, just kind of make him look older. Obviously, I fucking—I just love that they're embracing the good. Like they're—they're—they're instead of ignoring the prequel trilogy and pretending like it didn't happen, they're accepting it. Hey, it happened. You know, there's still good shit we can take from it. You know, like uh, Star Wars, the Clone Wars, and Rebels—they—they—they—they've taken from it, but like Rebels brought, you know. There's a lot of good stuff from the prequels that you can use. There is. Um, I I haven't watched the prequels in a long time, but I've been I've been thinking about it. A I just lot. I watched them not that long ago, so that's why I kind of I'm thinking about it. Um, I should go back and watch them again. I, I've just been thinking about the prequels a lot, and you know I loved those movies when they first came out. And I granted I was younger when they did. And they really play, like, the kid aspects up oh, a yeah. lot. Like, especially in the first one, which I loved The Phantom Menace for a long time. And I still do in some regards. 
But there's so many aspects that now, as an adult, I find like really intolerable, like the Gungans. Like, yeah, I real I love the way the battle droids work. Like, I love that scene when they're on the plains of Naboo, and the thing opens up, and like the racks of droids come out. Like, that was one of my favorite scenes as a kid. Yeah. Um, but I hate like the whole underwater scenes. Like, they go to the city, they talk to Boss Nass, like oh. they go into that swimmer no, thing. There's always a bigger fish. You know, like, I hate that scene. Like, I love all the, like, Naboo, like, the, the capital city shots. Like, they're super beautiful. Um, I love everything on Tatooine, almost. Like, I mean, I love the pod racing scene. That was, like, I wanted to get into movies and sound effects and shit. Like, work as a sound designer in movies when, uh, I, when I started watching that so much. Because there's so many unique sounds. Oh, yeah. And they're so amazing. Well, Star Wars as a whole is, like, a freaking treasure show of like unique sounds and awesome sound effects you know yeah the lightsabers is. alone like my the God. most yeah it's one of the most iconic in history like pop culture and film history but, i mean throw a rock at any one of those movies and you're hitting something iconic like darth vader's breathing you know the i even think the sound of the blasters i agree pew, 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 pew. chewbacca yeah um no i I don't know. I, I think I lost track of where we where, where were we head, heading, but I don't know. I'm gonna go back to Rogue One because I want to talk about a few of my favorite. Oh yeah, things. we should. Uh, so first of all, the guy. One of the things I wanted to say is I really appreciated the guy who played Director Krennic. Yeah. Oh good. my god, he's so good. Um, I fucking loved the first time you see the Death Star fire. Yeah. Holy shit! Like that was incredible. I love that they like dialed it down to like you know supposedly just a single reactor thing like uh, I was kind of like a retcon like you didn't know that that could happen if you just watched the yeah the, it's like, uh, it's to, I think it, the line was like this is one sixth or one sixteenth of its power or something like that yeah one eighth I think okay I don't know maybe more I danced around it uh maybe it's one I don't fucking know no but like that whole scene where like you know that that whole area of that planet's blowing up and then you like they do a wide wide shot of like the, the Death Star and the, my two the favorite planet, and like you see like Coming up into space, like rocks and shit. That's such a cool scene. My two favorite scene, like shots, in the whole movie, take place at that point when Jada or Jetta or whatever Jeddah. is fucking destroyed. The first one is when the motherfucking Death Star moves across the sun, and you can see it there on the horizon. And then the shadow of the Death Star like looms over the fucking planet, yeah. and you can see the shadow spread across the ground. So there it is, like the the Death Star eclipse, basically. Yeah. Like I fucking love that they blow up uh, Jetta, and it's a little bit of like a cheesy scene. Like they're all running to like go get back to the ship. Like fucking Saw Gerrera is like takes off his little gas mask thing and spreads his arms. Go! Oh! Yeah, I thought that was a little weak, but actually, there I do have some nitpicks on the movie, but one nitpick I don't have that seems like everybody has. Force Whitaker, it's so annoying. That character was so annoying. It was like, what the hell is he doing? I don't think it was annoying. I thought he... I fucking loved it. I, I thought, thought he, he was good. playing... I thought he made some choices, and I liked those choices. Like, they weren't the... I just think, like, him, like... It I don't was, know. It made, he made the character interesting to me. It was interesting to watch. It's interesting to listen to. Yeah. And I think they cut out a lot of his scenes, which is kind of annoying. I, would, I actually would have liked to have more scenes of everybody. I want to know what they reshot. I think they added a lot more Darth Vader. I think originally it was a small cameo. You Probably. Know? Um, the, my second favorite shot in the movie. No. Uh, I, I don't know why. I mean, I got chills during this part when I saw the when I saw it at the theater. And don't get me wrong, like I'm a fucking nerd. Like I get chills at the stupidest shit. But when they're flying off Jadaw during the explosion. And Cassian tells K2, he's like, punch it. And he's like, I haven't finished making my calculations. And he's like, then I'll make them for you. And he punches in the things and they hit light speed while they're like in the explosion. Yeah. And everything just stands still and they fly away. And then like, I don't know what it is about that. Like the fact that they just zip out and the explosion's frozen right there. And then it kind of zooms out and you get to see their view from the Death Star and shit. Like, God damn it. I love that. No man, it, I mean, I, all those fucking—I mean, that whole fucking movie—it's it, a good. I think its biggest flaw is I think it didn't. 
I think it's like the first Star Wars movie that could have easily been three hours long. I would have watched it. I would have watched it. <laughs> well, because they had so many, they introduced so many, I mean, that's the problem. They introduced too many interesting characters that you wish you had, you could see more, you know? This... I guess it's a good problem to have, because, like, I, I would love to see, a, a, like, a movie, even a short film of, like, that explores the background of Imway uh, and Baze's relationship. The fucking cool yes, characters, please, you know? Please give us that. This movie, to me, solidifies a few things about what we are in for in the Star Wars future. We are going to be fucking drowning alive in Star Wars for the rest Quality. of our lives. Kane, you and I, you and I were alive for the end of Star Wars. Now that is not true. We will, we will die before Star Wars ever ends. Yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah. I guarantee it. And, and the beauty of having, because like that, that whole universe, literally universe, is so it's open. You yes. do not have to do remakes. That's what I was going to say. Never have to do That's remakes. That's what I was going to say. I don't want remakes. Rogue One solidifies to me that, dude, they should go in between motherfucking New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and make fucking movies just about rebels fighting battles. We don't need Han Solo in it. We don't need Luke in it. We don't need Leia. Give us, like, some legit commander leading battles against the Empire because, because, I mean, I I kept thinking the whole time I'm watching the battle on, uh, uh, what's that planet called? Scarif or, uh, the the last one, the tropical, steal the Death Star. Yeah, Scarif or something like that. I kept, I kept thinking the whole time I, I was watching that, that I was like, oh my God, I would fucking murder someone to see the Battle of Hoth remade like this. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I would murder someone like. Don't you, get me, like, and you know, I honestly, I think we're vastly approaching. I think it'll be within the next decade. There's going to be reshoots of the prequel trilogy. I think they're going to fix a lot of the CGI. <laughs> I think they're going to fix a lot of its flaws, like visual flaws. Because right now, that movie's getting outdated. Dude, oh fuck off! I'm trying to get. Dude, you got if you got motherfucking like bullshit remastered. Um, original trilogy, then I want to see the fucking remastered bullshit prequel trilogy. Well, you know, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if I want to see what those movies are like without Gungans. Th- they could usually edit out ninety percent of the Gungans and just be just fine, right? Uh, <laughs> um, you know, and to me, what I the other thing I see when I after I left Rogue One is like there can be a whole there could be. Star Wars will be like the equivalent of, I guess I don't know how to explain what I'm thinking, but it's like, there will be different genres of movie set in the Star Wars world. Someone's going to be like, I want to make a war film and they're going to make the Star Wars. Which is what, yeah, exactly. They're right. like, and now, and like, and then the other thing I got, dude, that opening scene when you get Cassian the first time and they're on uh, Jetta and he goes to that guy and he's like, I don't think I can get away. My legs busted or whatever the fuck he says. Yeah. Uh, and he goes, okay, okay, go ahead. Let's let, don't worry, we got this. And the guy turns around, and Cassian kills him. Yeah. That whole scene, even with the city and the troopers walking around, I was like, I have never felt a city more alive in a Star Wars movie than this. It felt like a living, breathing thing. And what I took from that was that you could give me a motherfucking Jason Bourne Star Wars movie, right. and I would watch it. Why okay. not, dude? Um, it's, it's so big. There's so, there's so much you can do with it. It's- there is, man. Star Wars isn't a fu- it's its own genre now. I think I'm pretty sure it's turned into its own genre of art or whatever entertainment. Right. It's not a movie. It, it could be anything. That's what the beauty of Star Wars right. is. It's, it's its own thing. Give us some fucking like James Bond Star Wars movies. Give us some, uh, like, I don't know. Well, shit. You could even do like a Lord of the Rings t- style kind of uh, fucking Star Wars. Hear me out on that. I mean, it doesn't have to like take place in space necessarily. Right. You can have you can have like this fucking. Um, <laughs> we will get a Star Wars movie that takes place on one planet. On one planet, and it's almost like no lightsabers, no lightsabers, no lasers. It's like it's all very maybe a, a well, they have blasters. Well, maybe a starship crashes, and this old man who, who's kind of a wizard to like these well, these people, and you know, and he just kind of goes on a fucking quest in this Endor style, maybe not Ewoks, but you know what I mean, just like a very primitive culture, right? You can do anything. That's why. Oh, fucking Star Wars! I I'm so glad I was. Um, I never. I, I'm so happy that I was one of the, the people who never doubted Disney. Now I know Disney. Yeah, they do a lot of shit, 
bite. It's like, fuck, they are not going to fuck up Star Wars. This is no. something you can't fuck up. You don't spend $4 billion on something to fuck it up. No, you don't. And uh, I regret my apprehension about it. Or I think it was like eight, whatever it was. It was a lot of money. Five billion, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I would love, I cannot wait till the first time we get a Star Wars movie without a lightsaber in it. I know that sounds really stupid because that's like the we almost, Hallmark. Rogue One's the closest. We didn't oh. get it till the very, very end. Which, holy shit, that was an awesome scene. Yeah, well worth it. Look, you give us lightsaber use. It's very like, possible the Han Solo movie with no lightsaber. God, wouldn't that be amazing? That would probably be the one. I wonder what's gonna how the Han Solo movie is gonna focus on. Like, I wonder if it's gonna focus on his like problems, like getting in with uh, Jabba. Like, I wonder if he's going to, like, it's, if it's going to involve the Kessel Run. Um, you know, obviously it's going to have him winning the Millennium Falcon from Lando over a card game. Yeah, the, I imagine it'll have... Uh, it's going to be like the, Maverick, dude. The him, him, when him and the Chewie meet up. That's probably what it'd be like the origin of their friendship more than anything. You know? Yeah, I can see that. Which I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, me too. That's a good place to start. Honestly, like, I thought the first book in the Han Solo trilogy was pretty weak. Really? Yeah, uh, because there's no Chewbacca. It ends with him joining... Uh, it ends with him joining the Empire. Yeah. And I think he just, like, leaves the Academy. He's, like, an officer in the Empire. And then the next book starts with him leaving it. Uh, because he witnessed this, like, this Wookiee being, like, savagely beaten. Yeah. And he was, the only thing you get out of the first book, really, is that he was partially raised by a Wookiee, which is where he learned to speak Shrewook or whatever it's yeah. called. Uh, and so he saw this, and all he could think about was, like, that motherly figure in his life. And I think he might have killed those guys. And he set Chewie free, and Chewie, like, wouldn't leave him alone. And he had to abandon his post, otherwise he'd be caught and, like, killed. So he left the Empire. And that's where the second one starts. Uh, and he doesn't have a ship yet. I mean, he had, he does. He has, like, some sort of shitty ship. And he starts, like, doing trade runs from uh, one of the hut-controlled moons. Yeah. Called Narshada. Which is kind of like a poor man's Coruscant. <laughs> I like it. I just, oh, God, dude. Star Wars, it's... it's so I cannot wait for episode eight. I, I what's pissing me off about episode eight right now is there's no trailer. Like I want to see a fucking trailer. You're making us wait. Yeah, when did we get the first trailer for Force Awakens? I thought it was like about a year out. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was long or shorter than that. Maybe when did we get the first trailer for Rogue One? Oh, well over a year out. Wasn't it? I mean, maybe I'm way off. Maybe like it's only like six or eight months. Where do you place Rogue One? In terms of, like, the best Star Wars movies. Like, rank well, them. Rank them? Well, like, rank the first, like, three. So I the know best, The best start. three? Yeah. The best three, to me, would be... Oh, see, that's really tough. Number one is Empire Strikes Back in my book. Okay. But then I have a hard time doing second place because I, I feel like A New Hope should have a right to it. But then also Force Awakens was really good. And then uh, um, Return of the Jedi is awesome. Do you think Rogue One is better than Force Awakens? No, but it really? is damn close. Because I think it is. But I don't think Force Awakens is necessarily better than that. They're, they're so different, which is why I love it. It's, it's right. different. I mean, the only but reason a, that I've heard people tell me why they think Force Awakens is better is just because of, like, the pure nostalgia factor, right? Like, people were saying, like, Force Awakens was 40 years in the making. And it was in so many ways because... Oh. Uh, because... Uh, George Lucas had always planned to tell nine of these stories. Not maybe always, but he had, I, like I remember um, being a kid, and there were rumors that there would oh, there there would be an episode seven, eight, and nine someday. Yeah. Um, Which I mean, when I was younger, I was like, "Oh no, it, they'll never do that because you know they don't want to, you know, shoot an old Han Solo, old Han, or old Han, old Luke." But now it's like, "Fuck, it's twenty we are about, we are three quarters of a mile walking distance and it's 20 bucks. Holy fuck. Sorry, we're trying to find a parking spot now. 
Man, it, I'm, yeah, I'm not fucking paying that. Fuck that. That's crazy. Fuck you, you fucking capitalist fuckers. <laughs> um, 20 bucks. Sorry. I, no, it's cool, it, man. It's cool. The feng shui. I, uh, but that's the thing. Like, so many people can only tell me about nostalgia for Force Awakens. They're like, dude, like the Millennium Falcon. Dude, Chewbacca. Dude, lightsabers. And I agree, all those things. Like, I, the more I watch Force Awakens, the more I love it. Honestly, the first time, I will report this, the first time I saw Force Awakens, I was a little disappointed in it. Yeah. Uh, and that so was... Are, are, I'm sorry. Go I'm, ahead, whichever, if you want to pull up. Here, there. or should I back up right here? If you want to pull up, that's fine with me. I feel like it'd be better over here. Do it. Safer, at least. Um, I'm going to park every second. I'm going to get out and kind of see what other signs... Because the arrow's pointing that way. No parking that way. It looks like the sign well, Let me is... go look behind us and see if we missed one. Yeah. Good. If you're not raping and murdering people, if you're not, you know, being a total asshole to everybody, solely because you want to get to heaven, if that's your only reason for not being a total fucking monster, then you, sir... Or you, ma'am, are a fucking asshole. If that is your only reason you're good is so you get a benefit later, you know, when you die, the benefit of going to heaven. That makes you a fucking dick because then you didn't really mean to be good. You're just like, well, it's a job. I do a good job so I get paid. That's essentially what it is. No, fuck you. That means you're an asshole. Yeah. Did you record that? Yeah, I did. It was a pretty good tirade. I'm impressed. I'm impressed with you, Kane. Okay. Well, anyways, we're back from the game. <laughs> oh, uh, I can't remember what we just had like a half hour long uh, conversation. You know, driving to it's get just snacks. just us, dude. But the Surprise. rest of it, the rest of it, that was just for us. All right. Oh yeah, for sure. But anyways, welcome back to Duel of Taints. I'm Rep. I'm Kane, and fucking Star Wars. Back, back to Rogue One. <laughs> okay, here's let's let's go. Let's, uh, we, were, we talked about predictions, and you had that really cool prediction about Jyn Urso, which I actually, I kind of think, like, fuck, that makes sense. What do you think we can expect from episode eight? What do you think... I have no clue. This is going to entail. I'm really, I'm more excited about episode eight than I am episode seven, because now I've seen episode seven, I see a direction they're going, but now it's like, fuck, they, they, the whole, like, not showing Luke to the last 20 goddamn seconds of the movie, it's like... What the hell is going to be going on with Luke? Is he going to be a major player? Are they going to have him be kind of a Yoda in this next movie? Is he going to die? Is he? Is he? Am I going to see him like fight like eight Knights of Red at once and kick the living fuck out of them all? That's what. I, that's like the the, bo, the bozo like Neanderthal part of my brain. All I want to see is Luke Skywalker take on like a the bunch of, of Knights of Ren all at once and show like how badass of a Jedi. Luke has become after all these years. I would like to see that too. Um, hello. <laughs> Hi. Um, I would I would really enjoy it if he had about as much screen time as Obi Wan had in New Hope. Yeah. He doesn't need to be like in every frame. Oh, I know. I don't think. I, I still think they're. But if they did, I would be okay with that. Yeah. I'd be like, all right. No, I like it. I mean, this is the story of Ray, basically. Ray and Poe and uh, Finn. I'm fine with that. Why'd you but, name Poe before Finn? Because I couldn't remember Finn's name. Have you seen Ex Machina? And it's not because he was black. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Ex Machina? No, you and Bailey keep telling me to see that, and I keep... There is a scene that Oscar Isaac, uh, yeah, who plays Poe Dameron in Force Awakens, it was one of my favorite scenes ever in that movie, and I'll, I'll have to tell you more about it off the air, because yeah. there's some stuff I can't say, but uh, but there was one scene in there where I think about it every time, I just shit my pants, he's dancing, oh my god. Anyways... Also, uh, the guy who plays the dude in the First Order, he's in Ex Machina too. Yeah. He's like, now is the time for the First Order to question what brilliant is winning. Knowledge. He went winged at the Weber. 
Oh, God damn, my, my donuts are so far away. Bro, I got you back. Bro. You want some pepperoni donuts? No, I really don't. I want my donuts. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? You can't reach them. Bro. Plus, I'm driving, so I can't really You're just flexible like me. God. Not, so, not that you're more flexible than me, you just don't have as much fat barring your uh, movement. As I, now, right now, bro. <laughs> as I say as I'm eating pizza. <laughs> You better take this pizza home with you. No, dude, I already have a crap ton of left. That's for you. Take it home. Do with you. Do what? It you think I'm too will. poor to afford pizza? I'll have you know, I have three Totinos waiting in my freezer. <laughs> so I don't know why we bought this. <laughs> well, I was really hungry right oh, yeah. now. I should have just gotten like a taquito or something. I should have just gotten two slices. <laughs> oh, damn it. This is jelly filled. I hate the fucking jelly filled ones. I guess you better. God damn it. Right, you want to it? Yeah. You don't want it? No, I hate the jelly fill. I thought it was a straight up maple bar. That's what pisses me off. They don't fucking advertise exactly what they are. God damn it! Give me a slice of pizza. Yourself, bro. I'm, I'm here for you. I'm just that that, that irks me. There you go, Brett. <laughs> I don't know. Peek behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, I cannot think for the life of me what is going to happen in episode eight. I've uh, meditated on this for many an hour. Yeah. And nothing comes to mind. Mostly because I'm an unimaginative a-hole, and I'd like to be spoon-fed the plot via a trailer that hasn't been released yet, Disney. That was really annoying me. I need a slice of pizza. She's obviously going to train with Luke. Yeah. I'm betting not saying it adamantly, but I'm betting that the plot will mirror slightly at least Empire Strikes Back. Um, Finn may find himself in trouble. Oh. Ray is training with Luke. And because of the trouble that Finn finds himself in. And I bet you it's going to be like Poe and Finn together, right? Yeah. Like they're going to be doing shit. I hope that's I hope that's the case because they're so cute together. Um, so Poe and Finn doing shit. Maybe Ray like, gets the feeling and she's like, I got to go. And Luke's like, no, I did the same thing. And, it, you know, it ended up working out, but like not the way that I had hoped. Yeah. Then I had to spend like a really long time tracking my friend down after he was frozen in carbonite. I went into a lot of adventures. Don't get me wrong, I'm a badass. Uh-huh. And then she's gonna be like, "Well, what? Are you just saying this because I'm a woman?" And he's gonna be like, "No, but yes, that's uh-huh. what Luke's gonna say." No, I think it's gonna happen. Hey, this isn't my theory. It's theories I've heard other people say, and I, I think I kind of believe it. The origin of Ray. Tell me if you've heard of this. She is a reincarnation of the Chosen One. Because, you know, Luke Skywalker's at, like, one of the oldest Jedi temples, if not the original. I think, I mean, he's going to show that he found some stuff where the Chosen One, every generation, there's a reincarnation. And she is just a reincarnation of his dad, Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker. Because I, I think her background is there was no father or, or whatever. She was born in the forest, and I think he, she actually had some training or whatever, but maybe Luke, this part I'm kind of projecting or whatever, I don't know. It's fine. But they're going to, he's going to have some way of explaining her memory loss of like not being, not being trained. She obviously very powerful, powerful with the force and she had some natural ability or, or even some trained ability. I feel like as when she was young, she had got received training from Luke or whoever, and when the shit went down with the First Order and then she was dropped on that planet, they wiped her memory somehow. Right. One thing I've seen floating around, and I can I can get behind that. I don't necessarily buy it. Because I think that's one of the... I think that's one of the number one things that the prequel trilogy did wrong was, like, the Immaculate Conception, like, Chosen One. yeah. Like, unless you believe that, like, Luke was the Chosen One, but I honestly believe that Anakin Skywalker, up until his death, was the Chosen One. Yeah. And through his lineage, 
was fulfilled, but I think that was all on Anakin. Yeah. Like, I think that was all on Anakin. Like, he conceived this child who then later helped him see the right path yeah. at the right time. So, I mean, unless you believe, like, Luke Skywalker was um, a chosen one or whatever, like, I don't know. I don't ne- I don't necessarily believe that that, that Rey might be. It's a, actually an interesting theory, and I'm okay with it. Um, but I've seen it tossed around a lot lately that... Uh, a lot of pe- like a lot of the people involved with uh, Force Awakens are surprised that it wasn't more obvious who Ray's parents were. And in fact, I've seen Ray say that you actually get to see her parents in the movie. Force Awakens. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, I don't remember where she said that, but uh, maybe I can find the link and post it with the episode. Um. Cause, but so at least somebody said that Like oh I'm just surprised it wasn't more obvious Like we all got it It's like you motherfuckers you all worked on it so To me it's too obvious that Luke is her dad And it's too obvious that Leia And Han Solo Because they never mentioned having a daughter and losing her But then again he, Han Solo is very fatherly towards her I would like to believe And a lot of people I don't know I guess it's too late I was going to say, I'd like to believe that, like, Obi-Wan might be responsible in some way. Like, maybe Obi-Wan is, like, her grandfather or something. Yeah. That'd be badass. Because if anybody is listening to episode one of Duel of Taints, you know how I feel about Obi-Wan, which is very strongly. Um, the more I think about Jedi in Star Wars, the more Obi-Wan Kenobi becomes my favorite Jedi. Yeah. The, I... Such a good point because if you think about it, like pound for pound, he may not be the most powerful force user ever, but could he be the best? Because he did beat Anakin or slash Darth Vader, you know, who was at that point probably the most you know powerful Jedi or form whatever in existence. Right. I mean, he beat Darth Vader at the height of Darth Vader's powers. Darth Vader was never more powerful than when he was on Mustafar before he got cut, you know, three sheets to the wind. Right. He, he was not nearly as powerful in that suit as he was then. Right, I can agree with that. So it makes you wonder, like, did, could Obi-Wan possibly be the best Jedi? Not necessarily the greatest, like, most powerful, but the best. And then I think he had another, a better, greater understanding of the Force and... Like the mysteries of the universe as a whole, yeah. Especially as illustrated in New Hope, when you know it's like that famous line, "Like you strike me down, I will become more powerful than you can possibly imagine." Yeah. Like that wasn't an empty threat. That wasn't an empty yeah. thing. Like it was true. Well, it makes you wonder if now if he become Force Gulf and essentially live forever. Why couldn't you? And if you're more powerful than you, like, why couldn't you, like, put yourself in another body and come back to life? I could be mistaken. I have a vague impression of that happening in the extended universe. You know, you might be right. But, um, I will also say that, uh, Obi-Wan could not remain as, like, a force ghost forever. Um, somewhere in the extended universe, he gives his goodbye to Luke. He's like, this will be the last time I'm here. I gotta go. But regardless, like, he was able to be there for Luke in key times in his development. He's able to kind of help Yoda with his training. Yeah. Like, slightly. You know, maybe maybe even more than what we are given to see in Empire. But more impressively, uh, he was one of the only Jedi to survive the Clone Wars. Not by accident. He uh, fought Darth Vader, presumably, like you say, at the peak of his power, survived. Actually, he won. No, he, he sure have won. He could have fucking killed Anakin if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, well, he left Anakin to die. He couldn't bear the sight of what was happening. And in retrospect, like, fuck, you should have just done it, dude. Yeah, what a weak bitch. 
But the Force moves in mysterious ways, and Anakin was the Kinda chosen like God. one. Right, yeah. <laughs> Force is God. Uh, the Force moves in mysterious ways, and uh, Anakin was the chosen one and had yet to fulfill his duty. Maybe the Force somehow influenced Obi- Obi-Wan. Yeah. said, like, look, shit's going to suck for 20 years, but this is how it's going to be, bitch. Yeah. Um, now, going back to the Clone Wars, uh, he also defeated General Grievous, like... Which, Grievous wasn't really a Force user, he just had... No, he wasn't a Force user. six arms, and he could wield six lightsabers at once. But he killed a lot of Jedi. That's true, he did. And he created droids that were capable of killing Jedi. Yeah. Uh, and Obi-Wan dispatched him, like, fairly handedly, like, after you consider, like, how many times that they must have faced each other, like, during the extent of, like, the Clone Wars series. Mm-hmm. Then Revenge of the Sith comes along, and he fucking, like, dispatches Grievous. Well, good, good for him. Survived. Uh, where many other Jedi had failed. Like, remember that scene in Clone Wars where Grievous fights, like, six of those Jedi at once and, like, kills a bunch of them? Yeah. Like, that's I, early on, like, season one or two or something. Yeah, I think it's two. Like, well, maybe I'm wrong. You know, like, the only one that I recognized that survived was, like, that Conehead guy. Yeah. Oh, uh, God, I can never remember his name. Yeah, me either. Um, I don't know. I could preach Obi-Wan all the time, but the fact that he was able to, like, swallow his pride after defeating, like, the most powerful Jedi who ever lived, supposedly, and then just going out and hanging out on Tatooine for 20 years is, like, really cool. And not only that, like, he became really powerful on Tatooine. Yeah. Like, he fucking convinced a whole band of fucking sand people that he was a crate dragon. Hmm. As seen in Star Wars A New Hope. If you don't believe me, go rewatch it. Okay, Red, since we're almost home, you know, we've been kind of all over the place, but I feel like we need to touch on this subject and give proper tribute to the princess of all princesses, Carrie Fisher. Yes. And here's something that was pointed out to me that went after I thought of it for a second. It's like, this is totally fucking right. The real hero of Star Wars is not Luke. It's not Obi-Wan. It's Leia. You think about it. After all the shit that happened in the original trilogy, you know, she was the one from the very beginning who was fighting, fighting the Empire. You know, and then Luke joined. You know, she still, she fought through everything. She fought and fought and fought. Then after the, the, you know, after the events of Return of the Jedi, you know, the First Order came about. Luke disappeared. Luke ran away. Han Solo fucking, you know, he, he went back to his way. He, he, he abandoned her. She was the one that stayed and fought on. She was the one that never gave up. And I feel like Carrie Fisher has never gotten the proper due for, I mean, as Princess Leia, and she was kind of a badass, especially she was ahead of her time. I mean, what, can you oh, think yeah, back I, to I, the seventies and sixties of a, a female hero like that? Because even in a new hope, she was shooting the, the deal. She had like wisecracks. She had good jokes. I, <laughs> Somebody's got to save our skins. <laughs> I feel like Carrie Fisher... Aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper? Right? She has awesome lines. I should have recognized your stench when they brought me on board. Holding Vader's leash. I, I, It's like my one regret about Rogue One. We didn't get to see her fucking go after fucking Governor Tarkin. I just feel like... And when did he go from being governor between Rogue One to being Grand Moff? Like... You know, I, I bet that's explained in a novel. Probably is. Anyways, but I feel like Carrie Fisher, and, and what a fucking awesome human being. Let's, I mean, let's oh, yeah. set aside the fact that she played arguably the most iconic female character in movie history. I put up, I put up any Star Wars character. I think can ha- has an argument to be the most iconic character in movie history. Right. I mean, Darth Vader. I think is usually the one you put first, but you got. Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Chewbacca, even but Princess Leia, as far as females go, easily, in my opinion, the most iconic movie, like female movie character, and one of the most iconic movie characters in general. Uh, and set aside that fact, 
she was a fucking cool, smart, funny person. I mean, the yeah. stuff she did for mental health and addiction. God damn, and she was like, she was just, and she was funny too. I, I saw, I watched a bunch of interviews. Did after. you watch that George Lucas, like, not a roast, but he was being honored for some yeah, awards, she and she funny. just fucking roasted him, yeah, dude. She just roasted the shit out of his, <laughs> his perky neck, you know? I couldn't believe that. I was like, holy shit, dude. She just went up here, said it exactly how it was, and walked off stage, and it was golden, and nobody could have touched her for it. And not I even feel George like Lucas. if anybody deserves to not have to deal with eight years of, or four to eight years of Trump, it's Carrie Fisher. I've never thought of it that way. Like, good for you for missing out on this fucking hell, hellish situation we're about ready to get into. Well, look, I don't want to. So, like, I don't know. Just like, look, our uh, our our conversation from before was just for us, but I gotta say, like, there was something nearly divine about Debbie Reynolds, like, following a day after, like. See, that, honestly, that makes perfect sense to me because if I lost one of my babies. Like right. I lost Bradley or Matthias or Silas, I'd want to die. I, I, that, so I can get a Mac. Don't get me wrong. I think we're hardwired, but there's something about that. It's like, and it's like nobody in their family was like sad about it. You know, they're like, yeah, that's just like how it was going to be. Yeah. You know. Um, and I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to derail the conversation too much. But no, I mean the conversation's almost over. We're about. But I was six hundred yards from my house. I was super devastated when I heard that Carrie Fisher died, and it was one of those things, like you said earlier at the beginning of the podcast. You said, you know, Robin Williams had affected you the most up until this point. But, and I will say the same thing, except for the fact that I was more like confused about Carrie Fisher's death than I was Robin Williams. Yeah. Um, and not in a bad way, like, it just struck me in such a way that I was trying to figure out what it meant to me as a person. And, I mean, I just, I thought back to all of those times, I mean, look, as despicable of a human being as I am, I probably couldn't name more than five movies that Carrie Fisher was in. Uh, oh, you gotta... What? Oh, shit. I'm burning. I'm burning, right? Fuck, dude, that scared the fuck out of me. That was, like, right on your face. How did you not feel that? I did. I'm a fucking man. Is what I am. Yeah, you proved it. Um, but I was just gonna say, like, uh, I can't name more than five movies that she's in. But But you don't need to. Exactly. Like I had watched Star Wars more than any other movie in my childhood, and she was like the first like badass female character that I can remember. You know, like, sure, the other, like, other Disney princesses are great. And I honestly hope, like, Disney honors her by making her a princess. But, like, you know what? I don't know if it matters. To me, it she's does. more than a princess. I think it, she's fucking Leia. Yeah, Leia for sure. Organa, the most badass female character. It doesn't matter. Ever. It doesn't matter, but it would be a cool tribute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and I don't know. And that's what it was. Is like, she's just, like, one of those, like, one of the first that I remember watching a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was pretty bummed about it. And I was just thinking, like... Fuck, that's just, like, really somber day. And then the next day, like, when Debbie Reynolds went, I was just like, I, I all of a sudden was just okay with everything. I was yeah. like, good for them. Like, good for them both. Like, you're right. You know, like, going back to what you said, like, <laughs> if there's anyone, it's her. She doesn't get to experience Trump. Like, good for her. And not only that, but, like, these two people who are inseparable on so many levels are, like, together. And there's, like, nothing un upsetting about that. Yeah, not at all. So, I don't know. I don't want to... So, anyways, I mean, I think maybe the next episode we should talk... I'm, let's leave it. Leave this at it, what it is right now, but we should talk about how, how we think they're going to handle... Because she finished all her scenes for episode 8, but how they're going to handle not having her. I don't think they should CGI that shit, and I don't think they should just completely write her off like she dies off camera. I think you find... No, let's leave it. Let's, let's, let's leave it for the next episode. All right, we'll discuss it next time. So. Sweet man. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for taking me to this game. Heck yeah, thanks for coming. Uh, we're glad to be back. Zula Taints, uh, as always, get hold of us on the regular channels. Uh, I'm Rep. I'm Kane. It's a trap.